When I was a kid, never had to worry about what I did. But I'm a man now, what's the plan now? Gotta move on, those days are gone now. Take me back. Stories that need to be told, Mike Young. I need to tell you a story that I didn't want to tell, and I wish I didn't have to tell. But thank God it didn't end as badly as it could have, but I'll just get right into it. So if you listen to my podcast, you know I'm from Detroit. You know I'm friends with people that are, you know, we've, we've had unsavory characters in our lives. But more importantly, if you've ever seen my stand-up act, you know I talk about growing up with that one shady friend, that one criminal friend that you knew he was going to be crazy as a kid because he would take regular pranks too far. And I would, you'd be like, hey, man, let's throw eggs at the Jacobs. And he's like, yeah, then we'll kidnap her fat dad. Well... That's all based on true stories, and I don't want to say his name, but my friend who has been my best friend for, you know, 30 30 years, best friend of 30 years, and I I love him to death, you know, and it's one of those situations where two friends grow up, and one decides to make a left, and one decides to make a right, and he decided to make a left, and I always say that it just, it comes down to... You know, if you have someone that's into some, you know, into that lifestyle and that gangster shit and they're really living it, it usually comes down to what was happening in your house as a kid. You know, it comes down to how was the parenting? How, where was your mom? Where was your dad? What were they doing? What was happening when you were a kid? And unfortunately, my boy got dealt a rough deck of cards at an early age, you know. Mom was there, but kind of wasn't so much there. Never really met his real father. Always had just a chip on his shoulder. Always was a daredevil. Always was just going to be into that life, you know. But for some reason, we became friends, you know. And I came from a real stable household, and he just had a shaky, a shaky house. And he's my boy for life, and he's... Decided to go into that life and into that gangster shit, and that's just the way. He, and I don't, I don't judge him. You know, there's times when I go home and I can't really hang out too much because, you know, sometimes shit things go down. But the bottom line, and the reason I'm even telling this is, last night he called me on the phone, and he just was going through a dark, depressed period, and. I don't give a fuck what you are, gangster, this, the drug dealer, whatever you are, you're usually just a fucking hurt kid at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, my boy is just a hurt kid. And that hurt just remains. And so he's been going through just a rough time. And he calls me and he tells me that he's pissed at me. He's telling me he's upset with me. And I'm thinking this, this isn't really making sense because last time I saw him, we were all good, you know. It was we were cool and whatever, and he starts harping on this one subject, and he tells. And when I was home, I'm just gonna be honest here, and I'm not giving any names up. But like when I was home, he had some cash and laying around, and he had cash, and he was like, "Can you just put this in your safety deposit box for me?" And I said, "Yeah, let me just see what's going on." And it happened to the bank was closed, I couldn't do it, and jokingly I said to him, "Yeah, I'll put seventy thousand in, but I want six percent." Just joking. Like, I don't want a 6%. You know what I mean? And I don't even know where the number 6% came from. But anyway, he's on the phone last night, and he's telling me because I'm his last friend on earth. I'm your last friend on earth, Mike. And you're going to tell me. And I did this. This happened five months ago. I've talked to him 10 times since then. And what I'm truly getting at is that 
mental health is an issue here. Mental health. And my boy is, is, is going at me and he's telling me, I don't want to live anymore. You were my last friend and you're my fucking last friend I could ever trust. And now you tell me you want my money and this and that. And how, and you even asked me to invest money for you. You think now you want to take my money? So he's acting manic and he's not really telling straight story. He's not really making much sense because back in the day he was looking for legitimate places to put his money. And I told him, yo, I'll put it in my movie. Go ahead. I'll get you your money back. Put it and we'll make a TV, whatever you want to do. Just, I'll figure out a way to get it going for you. Like, I'll get you clean. So anyway, I feel like I'm like breaking the law by even telling the story. But the point of this whole story is last night he called me depressed. And he called me and said he was at rock bottom. And he's talking to me. And I'm talking to him. And we're arguing back and forth because I'm telling him, I was fucking joking if I ever said 6% of your money. I don't want your money. And he starts going crazy like, I'll fucking kill you. You know who the fuck I am. I'm your realest friend. You come back here and do a show. You're fucking done. I'll show up there. Don't even go do a show. And I'm t- I could tell that he's gone. He's just gone. And he's in a dangerous place. And as the conversation goes on, we start getting deep. I mean, we know each other since fifth grade. And we're talking to each other. And... In the middle of the conversation, he says, I got a gun to my head right now, Mike. I got a gun to my head right now. And now I'm in my fucking apartment here in L.A. And all you can hear me, if my my neighbors heard me, all you can hear me say is, put the gun down. Put the gun down. Put the gun. I'm telling him, put the gun down. Put the gun down. And I'm thinking to myself, I cannot believe that I'm living like a movie. This is like a movie that I'm living. I'm, I'm not even, and, and everything in my voice is like really trying to just get him to put the fucking gun down because I know he has a gun to his head. He's everything but a liar. And I, I get him to put, put the gun down, put the gun. And I'm spending half the time just saying, yo, life can be good again, man. Life can be good. And he starts saying, I got all this money. I can't do anything with it. I got cash all over the place, but I can't invest it. I got, what kind of life do I have? I got no people around me that are good people, Mike. And then he starts to telling me all this, just like telling me about his life and what's going on with it. And this is a dude like, yeah, he did choose that life. But he also has the ability to have a fucking great life. Like he had people love him. He's smooth. He's healthy. He's good looking. He's charming. You know, he's my boy and he has a chance to, you know, and, and I'm thinking right now he's just in a bad spot mentally. He's just in a bad spot. We just got to get him through this. And it's 930 at night in LA, 1230 in Detroit. And I just, for an hour and a half, I'm on the phone with him. Put the gun down, man. Put the fucking gun down. Please put the gun down. So finally, he's like, all right, the gun. I got the gun down. It's, I put it away. I put it away. I said, yo, man, I'm telling you, life can be good again, bro. Life can be good. When you are in a dark place and millions of people are, are in this, this is not new. This is not, this ha- you know, this is the world we live in. You know, people, they go dark and... I'm talking to my boy, man, and thank God I got him to get through, basically get through this moment, you know, get through this moment. I said, I'm going to find you some help, man. We are going to get you into a program. We are going to get you some help. We're going to find you a psychiatrist because this is something that you can't control. 
And all our lives, he's always been up and down, like manic and then down and then manic, like the most fun at the party and then just dark, you know? And sometimes he's like the hoods. If you're a hood out there, you know, you don't really believe in psychiatry too much, you know? They don't really go the psychiatrist route. When they get up and down, they act out. And his whole life, he's just been acting out. And he's just too important of a person for me to not go all out and try to figure this out for him, you know? And my whole life, it's been, we've probably had, we've never, there's never been a gun to his head put to by himself in, in, but there's been dangerous moments, you know, that he's put himself in danger many times. One time we were in a strip club, <laughs> segue, but this is the type of duty is. I'm just telling you what kind of duty is. We're in a strip club and the bill comes and it's like $300 and the bill comes and he tells the guy, yo, I don't get a bill. I said, yo, man, I'll get the bill. I'll, don't worry about the bill. I, I got it. He said, no, 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 you don't understand. I don't get a bill here. I don't get a bill. And I'm thinking, what the hell is he talking about? And he's basically like saying like, yo, the dude that owns this place, I've done favors for him. He doesn't charge me. Sure enough, we are surrounded by six gigantic bouncers in the D. And they go and make a phone call and they come back to the table. Sure enough, we don't get a bill. So this is a dude who is connected, you know, and known, and known you just don't fuck with him. You just, and this is my best friend that I grew up with. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's weird, man. It's like, I got to do a movie about two best friends that grow up and one takes a left and one takes a right, you know? And it's like, it kind of reminds me of that movie State of Grace when Sean Penn, I'm no cop, but when Sean Penn came back and Gary Oldman was the hood who was just a loose cannon, it's just, you know, and they're best friends from childhood. It's just a real story. So the bottom line is it's, I'm on the phone for an hour and a half. I talk him off out of suicide. Thank God. I talk him down and I talk him down and I, I tell him, I'm going to get you help. I'm going to find somebody for you. I'm going to get a psychiatrist and I'm going to find also a program that you could go check yourself into, man. And so he agreed to let me do that. So I hung up the phone with him, talked him down, you know, and I knew, you know, he, I don't want to, I can't blame it on anybody, but you know, he's, he's always in a relationship that girls, women have swayed him one way or the other at times. And I just, you know, I just want him to be strong on his own. So anyway, long story short, I get, I talk him down. I call my brother and I wake him up at 1230. Now he's nervous because he doesn't get phone calls at 1230 at night from me. So he says, what's up? I said, listen, so-and-so, you know, needs help. He just had a gun to his head and he was ready to pull the trigger because I left one thing out of the story. That is one of our sort of cousin, best friend of the family, but sort of we considered him a cousin. He killed himself about six months ago. And uh, this was this is my friend's best friend who he talked to all the time. So while the gun is to his head, he's like, this is what happened. To this is what I'm thinking about. And I'm, I'm, I know what he was going through. I'm, I'm, I'm in that same place, man. This is it's over. I just want out. And it was on his mind. 
So bottom line is I call my brother, I wake him up, I said, yo, we need, I need a number of a psychiatrist in Detroit, somebody that can help out here, and maybe a place that can be like a program to get him into, because he is at, he's at his darkest place. And the reason I felt like I want to tell this story like this is because, you know, people won't recognize mental illness in themselves. They won't really, they won't, they, especially people like this, like people that have raised themselves and done everything on their own and, you know, live that, that, that hood life. And, you know, they don't see this as, that, they don't see that there's a way to, to get out of it. They're just like, A, you know, black and white, you know, live or die. And in my mind, I'm like, this kid could have a great future. There's a future to be had here for him. He can, it's not over. And so my brother immediately got me the name of a psychiatrist. I got it to my boy. I called my friend whose brother, you know, whose family's, you know, had some mental illness in, in their family, got me a number of a place in Michigan. He could go stay a week if he needed to, but I never, I never had like a moment like that in my life where I was talking to somebody and the gun was truly at their head. And there was like this moment where I'm literally thinking like, okay, this is, the gun is going to go off and this is how it's going to end for him. And this is what I'm going to hear. And... I don't know if it's something in the water from where we grew up, and we've had quite a few tra- lost friends from drug overdoses and, you know, f- tragic situations, but this was the closest I'd come to, God forbid, hearing something like this happen on a telephone, and I've never heard my boy in such a manic, manic state. And, you know, as a comedian... As a comedian, obviously, I try to find some humor somewhere, and the and the humor, only humor I could find was the six percent of money that I wanted by, for holding seventy thousand. And I'm thinking, obviously, it was a bad joke that didn't go over well. But the other part of me was thinking, the only joke I have is, what a cheap gangster that he wouldn't even offer to give me any money for high. I mean, not nothing. I mean, come on. You know, I'm taking a risk too. So, you know, I guess that's what happens when you're a, you know, Jewish hood. You're cheap, cheap Jewish hood. But I really wasn't finding any humor in that last night. And thank God I spoke to him this morning and he made the appointment for himself and he's going to go in on Friday and he's going to talk to somebody. And I got him the, the name of the, uh, the facility where he can stay overnight. And, uh, and we'll see, man. Hopefully, hopefully he understands that he can come through this and that he can, he can get better and you can get help. And if you are feeling at your darkest and you're in your darkest moments out there, there is a light that, that will come to you. It will come. You just have to power through. And I know it isn't as easy as just exercising or reading a book or get, I know it's real chemistry shit. You know, I know how deep and dark it goes. It's in my family. I told you, I've got three suicides in my family. Two guns and a bridge. You know, it's in the family. So my point is, if you're going through something like this, there's help out there. There is big time help everywhere. Millions of people are in this boat with you. 
And you have to, you have to push through because a lot of times, man, and they've said this, you know, they've talked to people who fucking jumped off bridges and lived and they said, would you, what were you thinking? And they said, as soon as I left to jump, I was thinking, I don't want to die. You don't want to die. You don't want to. You don't. There's too much out there. You know, there's fun to be had. There's beauty to be seen. There's people to fucking be interested in. There's things out there. You know what I mean? Like, God put you here for a reason. You're here. There's a reason that you're here and that you're still breathing and alive. And you don't have to have a job that you love. That's all bullshit. You don't have to have a job that you love, motherfucker. I'm... I'm doing, people think I'm living the dream, directing, writing, comedy, yeah, there's no dream. Like I said before, the dream's over. It's all hard work. You just have to dig your work, you know? But if you don't love your job, big fucking deal. Love your hobby. Go find a hobby that you dig, you know? It doesn't have to be, you know, perfect all day, every day. You got to push through. Life is a fucking roller coaster. It's a journey. You know, it can get creative, invent some shit, fucking build some things, start your own thing, or just find hobbies that you like, find things that give you joy and, and focus on them, man. It ain't that bad. It's not. It's not. You know, and I've never felt, you know, once in my life I felt what depression was. I felt there was a two-week period in my life where I could not get off the couch. I physically, after one of my uncles, after he passed away and jumped off a bridge, I just got it in my head that the chemical was going to come down to me and I was going to have the same life and end up in the same place. And I took it hard. And I got real heavy. It got heavy. But I got off the couch, and the irony of this is... My boy who called me last night with a gun to his head, he was the one that got me off the couch when I was depressed years and years ago. He's the one that said, "Uh uh-uh, man, we're going. We got to go. And we got up. And the act of just physically beginning and getting up and shaking up life got me going again. And so I just felt like I wasn't going to tell this story because it's such a fucking dark story. But I'm just telling it because if you ever get in that zone and you fucking feel like it's just over and there's nothing, you have to push through. Get some help. Get to get professional fucking help. Wherever you live, there are people to talk to. Okay? And you can come through it. You will come through it on the other side. And you will be so damn happy that you did not end it. Okay? And this is the second friend I've talked to and the last friend that this happened with. There wasn't a gun to his head, but there was one in the house, and we got him into a rehab program, and he's doing great now. But I ain't no savior, but I'm not letting my friends go out like that without a fight, you know? Not if I know it, and not if I can, like, help it. And I know this is, like, a dark subject, and I'm a fucking comedian, but I didn't really know. I wasn't going to put this as a podcast, but my brother said I should. And I don't know if it can help anybody. Just know that it can get better. It can get better. And he kept saying on the phone, like, I got no one around me that cares and no one that loves me. I said, dude, I love you. My brother loves you. My mom loves you. You know, your girl loves you. Your son, like, he has a son. His son loves him. You know? And that's it. This is a, it's a story that needed to be told. And um, life can be fucking beautiful, man. Make it beautiful. Okay, that's it.
Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Mike Young here, 820, Wednesday night, Donald Trump's president. Going home next week, just been thinking about a lot of shit, man. Every time I go home, it's bittersweet, beautiful, and upsetting and great. You have all those emotions when you go home. I don't give a shit who you are. You know what I mean? No need to run from who you are. No need to run from your family. They're just going to let you know who you are. It's my favorite time of the year because I actually love my family. I I love seeing my family. I love my cousins. We just have so much fun. Go hang with my brother for a few days in Detroit. Stay at my mom's house. Good food, good rest. But... The one sad thing about going home is we lost a lot of people. That's just a fact. Lost a lot of friends. So I'm going to make this up right now and see if uh, this is my little tribute to friends I've known. Friends I knew growing up that we just, we lost way too soon. Oh, 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 oh. you too soon I could say Scotty B you were a good friend to me a good friend to me a good friend to me we were in 8th grade I knew that you were different you were one of those skinny white boys that was so strong Fucking crazy, drank at a young age, kinda oh, 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 older than you should've been. Acting older than you should've been. We lost you too soon. We did not recognize the signs of things gone wrong in your eyes. Goodbye, Scotty B. Goodbye, Scotty B. Scotty Lubell, I miss you so much, man. You were so funny, so clutch, man. Such a funny guy, too. To be around. To be around. Scotty, I was there the day you moved to Florida. We packed you up. We said goodbye and you were ready. You were ready to go. We did not know. Did not know. It would get so dark for you. In your life you were beautiful But your demons were strong Too strong to stay long Miss you, buddy Man, I miss you, buddy Sorry I did not pick the phone Up all the time Scotty Lubell, Scotty B. 
We miss you so, oh, oh. We miss you so, oh, oh. Two homeboys for life. Life got to them first. Life got to them first. Tracy, Tracy, I loved you so, oh, oh. You were so beautiful, oh, oh. You were so beautiful, oh, oh. First mixed girl in the neighborhood. Prettiest girl that we knew. Prettiest girl that we knew. Ooh, ooh. She was so fucking good, too. She was so fucking good, too. But she was so sensitive. And they took advantage of you when you got to Cali. A pretty girl left in Cali. I wish I knew those motherfuckers that fed you those drugs and those suckers. I would have paid them a visit. I'd have paid them a visit. Oh, Tracy. Tracy, we lost you too soon. Lost you too soon. Girl, you were so funny, so beautiful, and your smile lit up the room, and everyone knew you were gold. We knew, baby, you were gold. If you would just have held on, oh, oh. Just held on, oh, oh. Let me talk about Jennifer Kramer Oh, Jennifer Kramer Baby, I loved you so much My neighbor behind me, I love you Everyone loved you so much Oh, 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 oh All the parties we had at your house your parents, they just let shit slide. Getting high, drinking at a young age. We had so much at a young age. Had so much fun at a young Oh, 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 oh. Then you left for Colorado. You went to Denver, Colorado. Got caught up with some dudes These motherfuckers too Who the fuck were they to you? Who were they to you? Got you hooked on that shit They got you hooked on that shit God, I wish I would have known We take a trip to Colorado to see what the fuck was going on there But we all were too late Just too late Jen Kramer Oh, we love you, Jen Kramer How can you blame her? I don't know how to answer 
She got caught up on that game. She got caught up on that game. Fuck that game. I did not, 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 not see it coming. I did not, 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 not see it coming. No one saw it coming. We did not see it coming. We'd be running, motherfucker. I must talk about my girl Terry Terry not I'm sorry baby Sorry that we just did not see Any of the signs immediately Oh Terry, Terry baby We did not see it coming We did not see it coming Oh, Terry, oh, Terry, baby. Terry, oh, Terry, maybe. We could have done something sooner, but we did not know how to handle. We did not know how to handle. Oh, baby. She was in so much pain for a long time. We laughed it up for a long time Oh Terry Sorry baby Your smile and your charm was the key Your smile and your charm had me thinking I am in love with this girl We're all in love with you girl Sorry, baby, baby, oh, we are so sorry, baby. We got that phone call we all just knew. We knew it was too late to do anything that we could do. Baby, I'm coming for you. We are coming for you Oh Terry baby Yeah Fisher, he was the coolest motherfucker. 
Racing them cars as a young man Racing those cars as a young man And you hear that he crashed But we're so young we don't believe it We hear the term coma Everyone comes from a coma He did not make it out of a coma Mark Oh, oh, Mark Fisher We shed a lot, man Oh, my dad My dad, I didn't see it coming Oh, my hero, I'm running From everything I know right now We did not see it coming You were gone way too soon Dad, you were gone way too soon What can you do, can you do But keep you alive With every thought in my mind In every place in my heart Every place in my heart What can I do, can I do What can I do, can I do What can we do, can we do For the loved ones that we all knew